0: to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. How can we improve the program experience for our clients for years while running group programs every single week? That is the exact question that I asked my team at the start of every single one of our meetings. We had a meeting every single week and I led my meetings with how can we improve the program experience for our clients? As a leader, it was vital for me to not necessarily be perfect. Instead, to be in a state of constant curiosity, learning, and growth. Learning how to better serve our clients who are linking arms with us to learn, develop, grow, and get results through implementation You know, it goes beyond the sole purpose of any of us doing business just to make more money, especially for those of us in the coaching, mentoring, leading, and expert industries. You know, we are really running classrooms here with adult students. It also goes beyond just traditional customer service. Like, I can't find my link for something. The link you gave me isn't working. How do I log into the membership site? Please help me solve my problem. Though That's all falling into the category of customer service. And it's great. And it needs to be around. It needs to be in every single business, every field, every industry. But we're in a unique industry in the coaching and expert space, In that, again, we are teaching people. We are working with adult learners who are coming in as students, whether you are a mindset coach, a relationship coach, a health coach, or any type of business coach, or anything in any of those categories. Oftentimes, our clients are coming to us because they want to learn something new. And so we want to make sure that we're designing an environment And equipping our clients in such a way that A, they can learn, B, they can retain, and C, they can implement, and D, they can implement for a long period of time and sustain the results that they create. I used to be a high school teacher. And as a former high school teacher, this was back in my 20s, I have a very deep understanding of how we must lead and facilitate learning programs so that our clients are successful. It's my favorite topic I love talking about it. And if you just do a quick search on any platform, on any search engine, and you are looking for this type of information as it relates specifically to the expert in coaching industries, you're going to be really hard pressed to find it. And, you know, I was just on a right before I press record for the solo episode, I interviewed someone, it's going to be coming out in December of 2022. Um, they're a YouTube expert, but they have 100% client retention in their group program, one of their group programs. And so we were chatting about the decision making process on how to design, format, structure, and deliver that program. And, you know, what we have to remember is that we have got a diverse group of people in our programs. And Yes, we're all working with adults, and yes, we all have to be 100% responsible for our our results, of course. I mean, you and I are a consumer as well. We get that. At the same time, as consumers and clients, we have a particular standard or expectation that the environment that's going to be provided to us from the leader, the coach, the mentor, the expert who we hired is going to invite us and be conducive to learning, growing, developing, iterating, improving, implementing, and also getting results. And I think it's so important that we remember and acknowledge that not all of our clients are created the same. Just like back in the day, my high school students, when I was a high school teacher, they were not all created the same. They didn't enter into my classroom in the same way. Think about that for a second. Do you remember what it was like to go to school as a kid? Or maybe you're a parent now and and your child is in school. The teacher was always the authority. You did what the teacher said to do or else. There were a few really smart kids in your class. They got A's. A few kids got F's and failed every once in a while, especially in elementary school. Somebody got held back, but that was few and far between. Most kids got D's, C's. And bees. You had the quiet kids, the outspoken kids, the athletic kids, the class clowns, the ultra smart, nerdy, geeky kids. And then you had the kids that you never really knew, but somehow they managed to get by and graduate and go on in life. Some kids came from lovely homes and families and were well provided for physically, emotionally, and financially. Other kids got their only meals at school, their only hugs and high fives from teachers, and might've even witnessed domestic violence the night before. As a teacher, the minute my kids approached my classroom from down the hall, yes, I greeted them daily out in front of my door, I assessed where they were at that day and in that moment, every day. I couldn't teach every kid the same, I couldn't talk to all of them in the same way. In fact, each new group of students I taught came with their own personality. Therefore, I had to adjust my style, my approach, and my instruction to accommodate them. No two students were the same. No two classes I taught or groups of students were the same. Eventually, and obviously, I left the classroom when I realized I had almost zero creative rights to teach, lead, and facilitate the way all of my students required in order to be successful. You know the drill. Teach to the test. Well, as adults in the coaching and expert fields that you and I are in, we have our own classrooms filled with a diverse group of adults who were once those kids, Yet we still are running our programs very similar to the way we were all taught in school. Naturally, this happens because as humans, we mimic. We mimic what we have seen done before and assume it's the best way or the only way because it's the only way we've ever known. The way we teach, lead, and guide industry-wide only works for a small percentage of the population. Just go back to when we were in school, I just shared this a minute ago. Very few kids, you know, a, a portion of the kids, a small percentage, everybody got A's, maybe 10% or 15% of the kids, everybody got A's. And then maybe like five or 10% of the kids in the school failed and got F's. And then 80% got D's, Bs, Ds, C's, and Bs. And one of the reasons for that is because the way school has always been structured that you and I were products of, it works really, really well for one type of learner and one type of person and one type of student. And if you have that learning style and that processing style and certain gifts and talents and abilities and personality, then it can work for you. But then it doesn't work as well for everybody else. Which is why, predominantly in the coaching expert online course, group program, mastermind, we see low rates of results industry wide. We see a low rate of results across our client base. Our style only works for a certain type of learner or a certain type of client. However, our adult clients have different learning styles, different processing styles and different learning abilities, as well as learning disabilities. Some of our clients might be dyslexic, have ADHD or ADD, even be partially deaf. While some prefer to learn visually, others auditory, others kinesthetic, and then still some digital. That's like a fourth new preferred processing style that has erupted in the last 10 or 20 years. In fact, I am super visual and very, very low auditory. What I hear, I don't usually remember and usually have to listen to something many, many times before I actually get it. The main tool of instruction in a program is auditory, audio, or speaking. But we still try to shove our adult clients through our process, our systems, our strategies, our way of doing things in order to get results. We make our way the way. In reality, our way is a way. And each of our clients have a way that will work best for them. In many programs, there is little to no accommodations, adjustments, or flexibility for serving dynamic groups. It's just not the nature of how the majority of programs are built in the coaching and expert industry, which is why such a small percentage of clients get great sustainable results industry-wide. We jump to statements like, but I have boundaries, or she's toxic. I'm just going to let her go as a client, or they aren't taking responsibility, or I don't want to work with, I don't want to work that much, or they just aren't showing up. No wonder they're not getting results." and the list goes on. But where does our responsibility as a leader lie? I'm not suggesting that we coddle, create codependency, or spoon-feed our adult clients. I didn't do that as a high school teacher with teenagers. I had strong boundaries and standards that I didn't bend, and my students knew them from day one. However, I developed a style of teaching, guiding, coaching, and facilitating in my classroom that was flexible enough to accommodate each new group of students I served with a constant focus on how I could innovate, iterate, and improve my classroom. As you go from serving individual clients to one to few and then one to many, consider this. How can you best serve a dynamic group of adult clients who all have a desire to be successful, and who all require something just a little different from you and your program here and there. Sure, you will more than likely need a small team to support your efforts to be a world-class organization. So don't think that you have to do this on your own. Elevating and increasing our client results, experience, and retention as coaches, mentors, leaders, and experts is about more than how much more money we can make and clients we can push through our programs. It's about documenting, designing, and delivering our programs with the right combination of content, context, and community that works for everyone involved. I wanna leave you with three questions that you can spend some time pondering. This is not a complete list of all the questions that you should be asking yourself as a program designer, And leader with your groups of clients, but this is going to help you start to think differently about the way in which you're running your program. You know, I mentioned a few minutes ago in this episode, all of us predominantly listening to this episode, especially if you grew up in the U.S., we are all products of the public education system. Now, I'm not suggesting that it's bad or it's wrong or it's great or it's good. I'm a product of public education. I was a teacher in the public education school system. Our daughter is in private school. Although there are some significant differences between public and private, it is still largely taught the same way. So naturally, as adults, we're going to mimic the way that we were taught, right? We're doing the same thing in the coaching industry. So not only are we teaching and leading our adults the same way we were taught in public education, in public school, that we now realize was not that effective. There's so much conversation around that. But we're also all taking group programs. You've probably taken a lot of courses online, whether they were self-study or taught live by the instructor. You have probably invested in multiple group coaching programs, whether they were eight weeks, 90 days, six months, nine months, a year. You've probably invested in some masterminds. You've even attended retreats, in-person events. Maybe you've even gone through a certification program or two. And what we see most coaches and instructors doing when they're shifting to the group model is they're they're simply looking at the programs they went through even if they didn't like them that much they're still designing and constructing formatting delivering and structuring their group programs the exact same way the group programs they took were structured whether they liked them or not and so what we have on our hands is a lot of people again just mimicking what they were a product of themselves, regardless of whether it actually produces results or an elevated client experience or lends itself to higher levels of client retention in the program. So I'm going to leave you with these three questions, and I want you to think about these and see if it gives you any insight or creative ideas around how you might do something differently in your own programs if you are just starting them or you've had them for years and you're making millions of dollars from your leveraged offers. Question number one, how can I disrupt my industry in terms of the way I deliver my program? You know, we're always thinking about how we can disrupt our industry with our message and our voice and our marketing and our branding, and our positioning, and our selling, this is a slightly different angle. You know, there's enough people out there talking to you about branding, marketing, and selling, and it's important and it must be done. But no one is disrupting inside of their actual program. So if you think about all the programs, let's say you're a branding coach, all the branding programs out there, or all the sales programs out there, all the masterminds out there, all the live events out there, all the programs on mindset out there? How can I disrupt my industry in terms of the way I deliver my program? And then hopefully all the other people in your field and industry, they will start picking up those ideas from you so that we are producing clients that are much better equipped to go out into the real world, get results, but then also get sustainable results and continue to transform long after they're not even working with us anymore. Question number two, based on the results I am promising, what is the sophistication level of my client and what do they expect in terms of client experience and client delivery? I'll say that one more time. Based on the results I am promising, what is the sophistication level of my client meaning the ideal client to actually be successful in your program and get that result? And what do they expect in terms of a client experience and client delivery? And then finally, if I were in the shoes of my client, what type of experience do I desire? I'll say that one more time. If I were in the shoes of my client, what type of experience do I desire? So sit with those questions. Ask yourself those questions. Use those questions to evaluate the way in which you are currently running your leveraged one-to-many programs and see if just simply asking yourself three different questions that you're probably not asking yourself on a daily basis, just see if there is a new level of curiosity, if there's a new level of creativity, if there's a new level of imagination, a new level of disruption that bubbles up inside of you. And jot down those ideas and see if you can incorporate some new layers and levels of value inside of your program so that you are elevating the client experience, you are improving client results, and when you do those two things, you are elevating client retention. You are increasing the lifetime value of a client. So if you're listening to this and you'd like to be a best-in-class service provider to your clients... That you're serving in a group program, a certification, a mastermind, a high touch course. Ultimately, you have your own classroom. While honoring what works for you and your team and your clients long term, I would love to connect with you privately. You can send me a message super easy on Facebook or Instagram. Find me at either one of those places at Megan J Huber. I'd love to ask you some questions about where you're currently at with your program and your business, where you are heading and how I can best support your efforts to be at the top of your game in client experience, client retention, and client results. And if you got any value from today's episode, I would love for you to let us know, leave us a review, let us know what the golden nugget was that you got from our episode. What else would you like to hear? And if you've got clients friends or peers, colleagues that you think this episode would be really valuable for, please share so that we can continue to get the word out. And remember, until our next episode, design your life and business so that it is built to last. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.